This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Watching Lester Till I Die TV. afternoon good morning good day hello wherever you are in the world welcome along uh this is ltid tv from Leicester i die uh follow us on all our social medias which you can see along the bottom there we have absolutely everything uh just uh, search ltid tv or Leicester i die and you will find us now i'm going to apologize first of all if you were uh, tuning in hoping uh oops let me just straighten that up 
uh, hoping to see uh, Kate. I'm sure a lot of you were. Um, somebody maybe not as beautiful as Kate. Kate certainly doesn't have a beard, but <laughs> hopefully you'll forgive me in the fact that, uh, well, it's a conversation special, and we are going to be talking to one of my heroes of, of, of the team. I know definitely one of Brad's heroes, and that's Muzzy, is it? Uh, and we'll be talking to him. So feel free to ask any questions that you'd like to in the chat. And what we'll be doing is saving them and then sort of uh, asking those at the end uh, when we, so we don't sort of double up on everything. Uh, but look, Muzzy, is it? What what a player. If you're like me, um, I mean, I, I'm sort of in my early 60s, so I can in my first game, I really remember about Leicester is the FA Cup final of 69. I uh, didn't have a much success between then, but the first period of success was, well, after this guy joined the club, to be honest with you, brought in by Martin O'Neill, and you can read his full story there. Um, it is available on Amazon, his book, his autobiography, My Story, and it's available both on Kindle and hardback uh, on Amazon um, at the moment. Um Martin O'Neill signed him, and he described Muzzy as one of the finest players ever to don a Leicester City shirt. And that is, is praise indeed from uh, from the uh, little Irishman, as we like to say. But I want to say, I'm going to uh, read this out, because at the moment I'm reading um, I'm reading this, Martin O'Neill's autobiography. Muzzy gets a bit of an, a, a mention, uh, and you may remember there was a time when... Uh, Martin hadn't been with us long and he was struggling uh, to get the team playing. And this is what he said. The transfer window passed some 48 hours ago. It was the last chance to strengthen the team before the shortened running. The supporters were completely underwhelmed. I had signed Julian Watts, another centre-back for 210000 from Sheffield Wednesday, and a young lad from Chelsea Reserves called Muzzy Izzet. I knew all about Muzzy. I'd seen him every second Monday night on Kingstonian's ground in London where Chelsea reserves play. He is a proper footballer, despite his appearance. <laughs> I don't know how he's going to take this, um, despite his appearance. A heavy shower of rain might show him in a very uncomfortable light, so thin is he. His legs look as if they will not hold him up for the whole of the day, never mind the rough and tumble of a football match. Uh, but he has a fabulous ball control and an ability to dribble past opponents and uh, courage to match that ability. He is signed on loan until the end of the season. Um, praise indeed, Muzzy. Uh, yeah, that is praise. It's a <laughs> I think it was praise. <laughs> I think it's a bit of a backhanded compliment, the way yeah. you put it. Yeah, uh, yeah, he, he actually, before we put that in his book, he, he rang me to say this was okay, and I said, Yeah, it's not a problem. Um, I think he was in, in the actual appearance, and the way I looked, I was, I was a small football player, uh, certainly yeah. when he was coming to watch me. At Kingstonians, I would have been 18, 19. So I was quite an undeveloped football player for, you know, for quite a while. But um, yeah, I'm glad he signed me because uh, that's what really then my career started to take off. It did. Uh, and we'll go back to the start of his career in a second. But he was quite true. Did, you know, did they never have any shirts that fitted you? Because those shirts that you had on at that time always seemed to be... I mean, I just ordered a thing from America that's come through like... And I'd got my sizes wrong and it's come through like a you know, <laughs> like a tent on me. But uh, you, uh, you, the shirts were big on you in those days, weren't they? I think, I think the shirts were big, were big on every player because it was... Uh... I think it was Fox Legend that was making them back then. Yeah. And yeah. 
I don't think they I don't think they knew how to make a medium sized shirt. So <laughs> everything was large and XL. So yeah, I got swamped in it. You did, you did. But look, let's um, let me just try and do this so that we don't go uh, too too small. Um, and bring your details in here. Um, this is your sort of history, as they say. Uh, like you say, you did start playing. Tell us about um, Senrab. It sounds like that's one of your Turkish teams, but it isn't. It's from uh, from London. Yeah, it's um, it's a it's a team from East London. Quite a lot of local. Well, so it's just a local football team, like Elston Park or anything like that. I suppose it's mm. from. It's in a working class area uh, of Poplar. Um, yeah, and had a few players. What well, have had a lot of players over the years that have that have come out from there. You know, yeah. so myself. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, my brother came from there. John Terry came from there. Paul and Chelsea came from there. Um, well, there's a, a Ray Wilkins came from there. Mm. Over the years, there's been you know there's been a lot of players that have managed to come through the system. They've they've got a good uh, good reputation for that, uh, like you say. Um, little time at at, uh, at Charlton Athletic. He had Chelsea, but it never worked out. Any ever any regrets about that when you look at what Chelsea went on to do? No, no, no I was quite pleased, quite happy to leave. I'd I'd, I'd been there since I was thirteen. Um, a tough a tough upbringing there. It was a uh, the old YTS system. I think there's yeah. been some things reported of late regarding what was going on in the background at Chelsea and stuff. It was uh, quite an old school mentality back then, and it was uh, tough for youngsters coming through. And I think in the end, it was it was the right time for me to go. And like I say, Martin gave me the the uh, the, the opportunity to to really sort of kickstart my career. And the, I mean, at that point, were Chelsea in the top tier or were they in the second tier? Oh no, Chelsea! Chelsea was in the Premier League. They just they just signed Rude Hullet, uh, and they was just at the beginning of their their sort of how it was going to start. You know, I th- yeah. Roman Abramovich wasn't wasn't there yet. I think he came a year or two after, maybe a bit longer. Um, I think it was it Matthew Harding that invest, invested. Yeah into the club and all of a sudden bit by bit they started getting more and more players but don't forget Chelsea when I was there from the age of 13 there was a bit of a yo-yo club mm. a, bit like, a bit like Leicester a bit like West Ham the team that I supported as a kid they never really established themselves for long periods of time in the, in the top division they got you know there was a bit of a yo-yo sort of club um, and it was when obviously Roman Abramovich came it, it took them to a completely different level. I mean, you mentioned there, how does it, I've always wondered, sort of, as a youngster coming through, and yes, I know we'll talk about Turkey later, but basically you were born sort of in England, and but you see all these big names coming in. Does it demoralise you, and do you think, like, I'm never going to get a chance here? Uh, well, as they started coming in, I did, you know, the, what it was at Chelsea, they had a, a big squad of young players coming through. So if I was, say, 17, 18, they had 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds, 21-year-olds, 20, all sort of in the, in the actual squad. So it was... It, and there was all good players. There was all the way from, like, Craig Burley, Eddie Newton, um, 
I'm trying to think who else did. Uh, Nigel Spatman there, David Rocastle was there, Vinnie Jones was there, Andy Townsend was there, mm. uh, Damian Matthews, like Jody Morris. Uh, so you're looking at, there's 12 midfield players, Alan Dickens, there's 12, 13 midfield players that you think to yourself, well, where's my pathway? And, yeah. it, it, you know, you could, I could have stayed, I was breaking into the squad regular, but not getting the actual game time. And it was like, right, I'm, how long am I, am I prepared to sort of carry on doing this, you know? So yeah. when the opportunity came for me to go out on loan, I, I knew it was the right thing. I didn't care where it was. Yeah. Uh, and I'll just say, you, you've just made one of our uh, uh, um, somebody that's watching very happy. Uh, Rob from the West Ham, West Ham Massive. You just said you're a West Ham fan growing up. You've just made him very, very happy, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Good evening, Ham. Rod. Welcome along. I hope you are well, sir. Um, yeah, and then obviously, so you know, you're there, and did, did you know? I mean, you know, Martin O'Neill from from what he said there in his book had, had been watching you for quite a while. Yeah, well, I, I didn't know Martin was was watching me. I did, if I'm being totally honest, I, I didn't know too much about Martin O'Neill at, at no. that time as a manager. Um, but I did know that because of the squad that Chelsea had, so like. Back then, it was reserve team football. There was a lot of uh, senior players that was in the reserve team that was trying to get a move. So there was always scouts watching. Always, you know, there's always managers there yeah. and thereabouts because of the, the size of Chelsea's squad. So, it, you know, it made sense, I suppose, for them to come down. If they could see a young player, uh, there was Terry Skiverton, who was a good mate of mine, who went to Wickham. He actually went to Martin O'Neill's team yeah. when he was at Wickham Wanderers. So... Um, yeah, we did know there was a lot, a lot of people down there watching, but I didn't know Martin was actually watching me. No, um, Rob, Rob's just gone on to say, uh, Muzzy is a hammer, they'll uh, don't grab anything, these West Ham fans, you know what they're like. Uh, I've got to say, by the way, Rob, I've not spoken to you for ages. Congratulations on the European Cup, uh, last season. Uh, not, not jealous at all, but if history proves anything. Following us, you'll, you'll get relegated next season. Uh, he does say, did you ever have an opportunity to play for West Ham? There was. There was a... When Harry Redknapp was there, we had discussions. Um, yeah, there was. There was an opportunity, but it didn't quite... It, it The timing was wrong. My contract was not quite up. Uh, the fee would have been a little bit out of West Ham's range at that moment in time for, for whatever reason. Harry yeah. did want me to go on a free transfer but I would have had to have seen my contract out and I weren't prepared to sort of do that you know it was just West Ham would always be the club I scored as a kid I used to go and watch you know back in the back in the days of Trevor Brookie and Alan Dickens and you know players like that and Julian Dix and you know there's some great players coming through Billy Bonds Elvin Martin so it was um all my mates are West Ham fans and you know, so all my family are West Ham, but obviously, you're, when I came to Leicester, a lot of them changed. Well, so they say they changed. <laughs> I think they're back supporting. I think they're back supporting West Ham again now. Oh, typical, typical. Uh, it's, it's like me when I used because I, I live uh, I live on the south coast, and I used to go and watch Leicester away at Bournemouth, and I used to have sort of a normal sort of top on. Uh, for sort of joining the game, and then afterwards, when I was trying to see the players, that had come off, and I'd have the Leicester shirt hidden underneath. Yeah, I thought what they were doing with the West Ham shirt. Um, 
Martin used to say, though, when he signed players, that he had to reverse them out onto the pitch so that they could see the calling stand and not the uh, the stand opposite, which, to be honest with you, wasn't, wasn't the good. <laughs> what was your impressions of Leicester when you first uh, came and had a look? Um, honestly, I... I didn't. I didn't take too much notice of it. I I was just happy that someone out there took a chance. And like I say, I wanted to prove myself. I, you know, I was a professional footballer on paper, but I was, you know, but I'd not made a first team uh, appearance. And I just I didn't care what stadium it was in. I didn't care what division it was in. I just wanted to sort of get cracking on with my career, you know, because it's a short career and you know yeah. you pass it by. Yeah. Um... And you came in on loan, um, and it was a bit. There's a bit of an atmosphere probably in the club when you came in because Martin had come, and I've just as I read this this bit of his book, and um, things weren't going well, and the crowd were getting on his back a little bit. We'd sort of um, had Brian Little leave, then we'd had um, Mark McGee leave, uh, and you know things weren't going well for us. Um, did, 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 how did Martin? Did he did he sort of stop that filtering down to the players? Did, was was there any pressure on the players, or do you think because he took a lot of stickers as they at that time? Yeah, well, I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't feel it. I didn't. I came on my, my you know, my first appearance came coming on the sub was the Sheffield United game where. Yeah, I was say, yeah of all of them, <laughs> famous Sheffield United game where you know the team got booed off after the game. I think Martin went out and spoke to a few of the supporters and stuff. Um, but it, it was only, that was the only game that really, because after that, everything turned around. Um, yeah. You know, we played away to Cholton, I think, on Tuesday night after the game on Saturday, which which we won 1-0. And then yeah. we played Crystal Palace away on the Saturday, which won 1-0. So two two really good away games, one after the other, and then we just went on this run. And so even though Martin was getting a lot of stick leading up to that Sheffield United game, I only saw it that one time. And mm. after that, we sort of seemed to, you know, to, we we got this sort of momentum and it pushed us into sort of uh, getting into the playoffs. You 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 saved Martin's career almost. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Take some credit. Take some credit for it. Well, I, but, think he, uh, I think he, you know he made some shrewd signings. I think mm. obviously he bought, he bought Neil Lennon. Yeah, um, Heskey was obviously up front. He was raw. He'd come in and he was, he, you know, he was finding his feet. I'd come in on loan. Julian Watts had come in. Steve Walsh was there, and it was just you know Scotty Taylor, Gary Parker. There was good players there. It was just getting us to gel, and I think bit by bit we did. Yes, yeah. I mean, well, you're you're naming players. You're making me feel very old. Then naming those uh, players. Uh, but yeah, and that you you mentioned him there, Neil Lennon. I mean, I've I've written down here. You know, the the, the Lampard and Gerrard of its day. I mean, you two just sort of clicked uh, chalk and cheese on the pitch. Um, but what a partnership you two formed. Yeah, you, you know. It's, you do click with certain players, and there's that sort of telepathicness sometimes, and you can get you can you know where the other person's going to be. Mm. Um, obviously, Neil was more defensive minded. Well, Martin wanted him to, wanted him to be that way and, and protect the back three or back five, whatever it was we was playing. And I was trying to well, 
I was told to get forward and support a mill and whoever else was up front to try and create or score, basically. Yes, yeah. Um, but like I say, it was a great team. You got through to the uh, the final. Uh, Leicester's, Leicester's, it seemed at that time, annual trip to Wembley. Uh, it would have been May if we weren't going to Wembley. And you're up against Palace. Um, one nil down, second half. Um, you... Well, what looked to be like a very heavy uh, sort of caught you very heavily. Obviously, and he got a penalty. Yeah, and it, this is how football works. Sometimes, you know, it was. I was two months before that. I was playing at Kingstonian Football Ground at Chelsea yeah. Reserve, and I'm playing in front of eighty thousand at Wembley, and that's that's the madness of football. Sometimes, um, yeah. Yeah, I remember Walsh played a ball in down the left hand side. I sort of coming off the line onto it. And I can't remember who it was, but someone sort of caught my leg. And, yeah, we managed to get a penalty and we, we sort of got back into the game. Well, I mean, these days, of course, you know, people would you get, we'd be, let me get my teeth in. You'd be having VAR out. It would be looked at from about 25 different angles or what have you. But it was clear-cut one, wasn't that, that one? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, it, was a, it was a definite penalty. There was no yeah. question about that. And it, was, it came at the right time. Gary Parker stepped up, made it 1-1. And then it sort of gave us the sort of confidence just to to try and go on and win the game. You know, I don't think it was a, I don't think it was a classic game. I don't think any game that we played at Wembley was particularly a classic. It was, um, but it was a game that you know we needed to win and wanted to win because we knew what was at the other end of it. We knew that the Premier League beckoned and we could, uh, you know, well everyone wanted to get to the promised land, didn't they? Everyone wanted to play in the Premier League. Yes, they did. Uh, I mean, it was. I can remember. I can remember that the the especially remember that the, the Swindon obviously before you you joined us, but you know three nil down gets back to three all and penalty the other way. Uh, so it was yeah. it was nice to get that. Uh, I, I always think of that as you know Kalach coming on the the goalkeeper swap. Did you as a player know that was going to happen? No, I didn't even notice it to be honest. I, I was so we were so sort of fixed on the game. It was the dying seconds, weren't it? I, I yeah. remember thinking in my head, oh, blimey, I might have to take a penalty here. And it was it was that sort of... I, I, I didn't think for one second that Kalak was coming on. I, there was nothing spoken about it. Well, if there was, I didn't hear it. No. And it just sort of put a little... I don't know. I, I don't know if the Palace players saw that and thought, oh, oh blimey, he's a big lad and took their mm. eye off the ball for a second. And that was, you know, we managed to get the winning goal. We, we joke about him, um, and, and he said to Martin, and Martin always mentions it, that don't worry, boss, I'll win it for you. But he said, it was the fact that he was sort of seven foot. We joke about him, but he went on to play for AC Milan and have a, in the Champions League and have a, have a decent career. But, I mean, that goal, and I was reading recently Steve Clavish saying he never, ever gets fed, fed up talking about it. I mean... Well, just, <laughs> Julian Walsh used to be a regular on the channel. Uh, still pops on every now and again when he can. Um, he said it's his one claim to fame that he put that cross in, and uh, he doesn't even get the recognition <laughs> on on the commentary. But uh, I mean, what a what a goal from Claridge! I mean, how is there a better? I mean, there, there can't be a better time to score a goal, can there? Really? Well, no, no. We 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 in, well once that went in. I think we was all in shock that, first of all, Clarence scored from outside the box. That was... Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 
But no, it's sort of, I think everyone sort of felt the same. It was a bit of a slow motion feeling to it. And it sort of, it didn't fly in. It sort of wrong footed the goalkeeper because of the way he's hit it. And the ball looked and he's hit the back of the net. And then you think, you know, we've, we've won this. And yeah. it's, you know, basically they took centre and, and that was it. And it was a, a relief because we didn't, I didn't really fancy taking a penalty, but it no. was a, what a way to win it! Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was the best Wembley. Uh, we played there what four times. It was, it was the most enjoyable because it was, it was like fairy tale stuff. I was going to say we were going to ask you um, whether that was more enjoyable for you than you know a League Cup final, which of course was just three games. We won two of them, but that yeah. that meant more, did it? Well, I, I think it, yeah, it, it did because it was. I, I was going on that pitch for the first time at Wembley, uh, mm. feeling like a child. I, you know, I was excited to see what the pitch was like. I, I yeah. couldn't wait to feel the, the turf, you know, with my hands and my feet and experience the, you know, this legendary stadium that I've watched on telly, watching bloody hell, West Ham beat Arsenal in the FA Cup final yeah. one. Trevor Brook in Diving Edda, you know, and it, yeah. it, it's that moment and it takes you back to that time and you think, blimey, I'm playing here. I'm playing, you know, the, the, the amount of great players that have played on this turf, you know. Mm -hmm. So it, it was a magical, it was a magical moment for me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm just looking back because a while, I'm going back uh, a few years ago uh, now and you wrote a thing for me for the website, uh, lestertillidie.com and it was my favourite things. Mm. And the first one of those was, what was your favourite match? And you actually picked that match out as your favourite match. Yeah, well, you know, from there, we've all... So, we've gone to the Premier League by winning that game. Um, yes. And it it really sort of kick-started a lot of our careers off. You know, we, you get that... I know the Championship's a great league to play in, but there's, there's nothing that beats the Premier League. And no. Everyone, every player wants to play in it, and we was no different, you know. And to see if we could hold our own in there, you know. And it was, uh, yeah, it certainly was a, a magical. And the fans were amazing on the day. I remember yeah. it being just the, the noise and the, the fireworks and the, the after party and everything was just like we, you know. And I, I didn't even know I was going to be signed because I was still on loan. I was, I signed, yeah. the, I signed the second month's loan deal. Uh, so enabled me to play at Wembley, but I didn't know that Leicester were going to definitely sign me. Martin did. Martin did say that we'd we'd love to sign you, but I didn't know if Chelsea were going to let me go or or what. So, but but you were signed as an extension for so you could play at Wembley. Yeah, I signed a second year month extension so I could uh, play in the playoffs, which was against Stoke, I think. Mm, um, yeah. And then I could, if we got through to that, I could then play at Wembley. Uh. And we're up, we're in the promised land, as the uh, the uh, commentator said. Um, I don't think anybody as a fan could have expected or dreamed of what was, was going to happen that, that first season. I think we're all looking at it and going, yeah, we'll take 17th, you know, but we'll be yeah. happy with that. I mean, what from the players' point of view, what, 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 what were your expectations? Oh, well... We always, Martin always made it clear that we, we needed to get to 40 points. 40 points was the magic number to stay up, basically. And he made sure that we came back really fit. We came back aggressive. We came back base, 
don't forget there was myself, there was Scotty Taylor, there was Neil Lennon in midfield, uh, there was Gary Parker, there was a mill up front. We had we had good legs in certain areas and we had defenders that knew how to defend, like the old fashioned way, I suppose you call it. Um mm. and we we managed to work out a system or Martin worked out a system that suited us best. All right, we didn't you know, we didn't have a lot of possession, but what it what it did do, it, it was a, it was more percentage based that it stops us from making silly mistakes in our own half, getting the yeah. ball forward a little bit quicker and we try and cause some havoc in their last third. And that is, you know, I could, there was no real, um, we didn't really work too much on our shape. All we knew was we all knew our jobs. And once we all knew our jobs, that was all that mattered. It got you on, it, you, like you said, you were never ever going to sort of win game seven eight nine nil or anything like that but yeah. you were never going to concede seven eight nine he'd got you a hard working and the thing that sticks out for me about that team is that if the game went on for 97 minutes at 97 minutes you were still giving the same as you were giving after 10 11 minutes well we were you know i was i was 20 21 i was i had good legs as in i could run all day so could neil lennon uh, so could Scotty Taylor, so could Emil, so could Steve Guppy when he came. You know, we had people in our team that could could run all day long. But what we also had, we had a lot of aerial threats. We had players that could defend set pieces really well. So yeah. we didn't concede too many goals from corners or wide free kicks, but we did score loads and won games the odd one nils or you know by just by set pieces a lot of the time. And we didn't really work too much on them. We just had players that could attack the ball you know i think that's a something that's gone in the game now set pieces and stuff well certainly i think it was was it last year that lesser conceded or this year before so the amount of set pieces. don't mention set pieces it's a fundamental part of football you know you have to yes. be able to defend it you, you have to be able to attack yes and i think we're joining that season again and I've, I've got a few games there's so many games that i I remember from that period, I mean, because it was sort of our, as I said at the start, our first period of real success, if you like. Yes, we'd had cup runs and, and promotions, but nothing like we were about to, no. to enjoy. Um, I mean, the Arsenal game, the 3-3, did, you played in that one, didn't you? I did, yeah. I got brought I mean, up yeah. I mean... I always, whenever I speak to Steve Walsh, I always remind him, I always ask him, would you actually have hit Ian Wright at the end? <laughs> you know, it had to be pulled away. And he said he, he said he would have done. But what, I mean, that to me summed, that in that one game, that summed up that team. Yeah, it was, <coughs> it was, a, 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 don't forget it was against a brilliant Arsenal team. It was a, a team of, you know, Bird, for, for, just for Bird Camp and Ian Wright up front, you know, you've got yeah. the, all, probably the all-time greats uh, centre forwards, uh, Ray Parler, Vieira in midfield, Petit. You know they had real top-class football players, uh, yeah. and we had to hang in there. And that was something that we we knew how to do. We 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 could hang in there and stay in games sometimes. You know, and that night, I think it, it was an evening kickoff, weren't it? That it was, that, yeah, yeah. Floodlights yeah. and. You know the the Steve Walsh equaliser at the end, and the, the passion of his celebration, and the Ian Wright thing. Oh yeah, he would have killed Ian Wright if he could have. 
Without a doubt, if, if he could have got his hands on him, but Ian Wright was too quick. <laughs> <laughs> he was hiding behind the other players. Yeah, you know. I mean, we reached a sem- You know, we reached a league. We were everybody's favourites to go down, as obviously we are every time we come up. But uh, we got through to a a, a final. Uh, I mean, I think Emil, when he first broke through, he was played on the wing, wasn't he? Yeah, he sort of used to play left sided and coming on a bit like Thierry Henry, I guess. Mm. Uh, but then Martin stuck him through the middle as a focal point because we, we liked to sort of hit him fairly quick and see if he, you know, get him running into channels because he had such good pace. Um, mm. He was so raw and he could run with the ball really good. Um, you know, he won a lot of games for us, just just himself with just his tenacity and his power and stuff. Um yeah, we we you know we 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 understood what our strengths and weaknesses were, and we and we played to our strengths. And um, again, one of the other things you said uh, when 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 you did that, my favourite things for me, and you mentioned him already. Uh, your favourite teammate, Steve Walsh. I mean, what a character! I mean, I think he still holds the record for the most red cards. Oh yeah, he does. He don't he don't like talking about that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> Made of them. <laughs> he mentions it every two weeks. He, yeah, um, right. <laughs> yeah, no, he's uh, no, he's he's been a great servant to the club, hasn't he? Just you know, yeah. and what he's done and what he's achieved there, and the amount of seasons he's played with the injuries that he's had. Oh, I think that's yeah. what people, that's what people don't realise the amount of knee surgery that he's had on both knees, mm-hmm. and still managed to sort of get himself out there most week most weekends, and put in performances is um, oh yeah, he, he, he's certainly like a legend for the. For the football club and still works down there to this day, you know. We, of course, he does. Yeah, yeah, and works with you as well. Are you? Do you still have the? Uh, yeah, the, we still got our academy. Yeah, we still got our academy. We work together and stuff. So yeah, we, we you know we, we obviously we go back from '96, so twenty odd yeah. years now. So uh, it's yeah. all good. All good. Is going well the academy? Yeah, it's going well. Yeah, it's going all, all good. We're just you know just trying to uh, you know, always trying to improve. Yes, yeah. Martin O'Neill, um, we've got to ask about him because um, hard man to follow for the other guys that followed after him. But what, I mean, was he the biggest influence on your career as a manager? Yeah, I think he was. You know, you take my dad out of, you take my dad out of that equation, but professionally, mm. uh, yes. yeah, he, he, he was. He, you know, he's... He, so, there wasn't too many people that were prepared to give me a chance, and not just my career. You look, you look at Neil Lennon's, you look at yeah. Emil's, you look at Steve Guppy's. You know, there's there's a Robbie Savage. You know, he's he's signed mm-hmm. these players, got these players in, and um, they all gone on to things and create a career for themselves. And you know, it was him. It it kept you on your toes. You you never felt quite. You never felt quite. Uh, Hundred percent, like you was gonna play every week, even though you you felt you did. But he kept, he just he just had this way of keeping you on your toes, you know. Yeah, and, and we said before about that that Arsenal game about you know foxes never quit if you like, you know, and that Arsenal game summed it up. But so did the Middlesbrough um, uh, Cup final, League Cup final. I mean, they had some big names, and obviously they went one nil up through Ravignali. And I know Middlesbrough. 
and there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com i think came in for you a few times towards the uh, end of your time at leicester but um i mean that i i, I was watching it with my brother-in-law and i hadn't realized at the time that he'd actually got a bet, a bet on middlesbrough to win if i'd known that i'd, I'd have kicked him out but i mean that again last minute goal from heskey Goes to the to the replay. Claridge again is the famous shin comes back on into play, winning that first trophy in the season was supposed to go down, and we're in Europe. I mean, that you must be thinking like sticking two fingers up at the press. Well, it, don't forget as well. I think Middlesbrough beat us four nil opening game of the season, mm, three, yeah. three or four nil at Filbert Street. Um, Janino tore us to shreds. Um, so we, we, we knew we was in for a tough game, but Martin, you know, pulled a bit of a masterstroke with Pontus Kmart, man-to-man yeah. mark, man marking him. And we just knew that we, you know, we could outwork them, we could outfight them. And mm. it, we, it proved us right. You know, we, when we got to Hillsborough, once we got that equaliser at Wembley, I, I just I just felt at Hillsborough, we, I just knew we was going to win. I don't know why, but I just I just knew we was. I just felt more confident. And sorry, I thought you were going to say something else. Um, and I spoke to Pontus, and he came on the, uh, and did a show like like this one a while ago. And he said he he still got Janino in his in his back pocket. It's, it's well, he, he was he was little enough to fit in it. He was uh, <laughs> he was some player though. He was a oh yeah. But they did have a good side. But you know, having all the best players, it's not about having the best players. It's about how they 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 gel as a team. But um, oh, look, we got into Europe, um, and I've got to ask about that famous Madrid game. I mean, Martin was not happy with the referee. I think I think we all know that as players. And he's, he never played a game, or he never refereed a game after that, which I think sort of says all that needs to be said. Mm-hmm. Um, but did it feel at the time, you know, as you're out there on your, you know, playing, you're thinking there's something going on here. Well, it, it you'd think out of the the three penalties, you'd get one of them, especially yeah. when, especially being the home team. It, certainly, if we was away from home, and they would have got. One maybe two out of the three. It just seemed yeah. like we was the we was the little club. Uh, they had some superstars in their team. They wanted them to stay in the tournament, and they didn't care if we got knocked out. That's that's how it felt afterwards. During the game, we just felt our oh, done by, but we had to carry on with it and try and get back into it. But 
Mm. It was just one there. It would it would have been a real achievement if we could have got past that opening leg, you know, and got through yeah. uh, Atletico Madrid because they they was a good team, but you know we we gave them a run for their money, you know. Yes, yes, and we like you say the only lost due to a dodgy ref, um, allegedly. Uh, Scott says here was Martin as animated in the dressing room on the training ground as he was at the side of the pitch. In the dressing room, he was yeah, he was, he was a bit, he was more calm during the week. Uh, you know, he, he he wouldn't do, he wouldn't say much. He'd say very little, but you'd you you felt his presence and you could feel him around the place. John Robertson and Steve Walford would be on the training pitch. Martin would come out and do little bits and pieces that he wanted that he wanted doing. Um, but he was always just geared up for the game on Saturday and getting your head right and. Every now and then, as you walk past him in the corridor, I say a few things about the game coming up and how much it meant to us and how much we needed to win and get the three points. And then in the changing room beforehand, you know, it was the team talk. He, he kept it, you know, he didn't complicate it with too with too much. Uh, if things were going if things were going bad at half time, he would let you know. He would absolutely go into one. Uh, but if you won the game and he didn't care how you won it, this is what I really sort of loved about him and admired about him. Mm. He really sort of, it was celebration time. You know, you could you could win a game 1-0, get battered, but win it 1-0, it, it, you know, he didn't care. It was three yeah. points. I don't care how we get the three points. Let's get on that bus and have a few beers and let's get back to Leicester, you know? And it was... It was a like a celebration all the way back down the M1 or wherever it was we was coming from, and that's what I liked about it. Yeah, I, mean, I think at that time we had the tag. Was it boring, boring Leicester? But we didn't care, did we? <laughs> as long as you're winning. Well, no, I, I, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know. If people called us boring, but we. No, I think other, well, obviously not Leicester fans, but other fans, I think were. Oh, possibly. Yeah, we, yeah. you know, Mark, I didn't hear too much stuff you know it was only newspapers back then we didn't have mobile phones or or social media or anything like that so that didn't bother us too much we you know we we knew we was a decent team we knew that with the the players that we had and the players that martin kept bringing in we was we was getting better and better every season so uh you know we was a handful for teams teams didn't enjoy playing us put it that way yeah i mean when you look at that Above you there, that 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 career. I mean, for Leicester, you played 319 goals, 47 goals for midfield, which was amazing. Uh, two championship promotions, three times League Cup finals, two League Cup wins. Uh, you won, you know, seven out of your nine international caps was at Leicester. You played the World Cup semi final against none other than Brazil. Uh, you must look back on the career with a sort of a, a great amount of pride, really. Yeah, you know. It, it... Martin, like I say, he's gave me this opportunity, and you know you have to you have to take it. You have to sort of step up. Um, I was helped with having good players around me. I had a good manager that believed in me, um, and I. But I, you know, I wanted to win games of football. You know, I wanted to win just as much as anyone else. And between us, uh, we we managed to achieve some decent things. You know, I, I know we played in three. Like, I, we could have got. We could have done even better if Martin maybe would have stayed and uh, he signed a few more players and maybe he had the money to spend. Mm. Um, you know, he left and Peter Taylor came in. If Martin would have had that twenty million to spend, who knows where we could have gone? You know, we we just finished, I think, eighth in the league. 
Um, with a couple of decent signings, you know, we, we could yeah. have been looking at top six, you know, yeah, why definitely, not? Definitely. Um, and I've got to say, um, talk about Martin leaving. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, um, I I understand players and managers that want to go to clubs that are their clubs, if you like. And Celtic was always Martin's club. Um, you know, he'd supported it as a boy, so I kind of understood. He turned down Leeds, he turned down Everton. You know, we'd have you know all the, the games with the signs being held up. Martin, don't go. Um, Peter Taylor came in, and I mean, you know, you speak to Walshy, and, and you get one version, but um, you know, I was he he it almost felt like he tore that club apart. Uh, I, I, I just basically what happens is if you make too many mediocre signings or bad signings then and you let the core of your team go there's only one way it's going to go unfortunately and yeah. I, I was in there through it all because obviously I stayed yes and few left and stuff and I could see what was going on you know, Peter Taylor didn't do it intentionally. He, he he thought he was signing good players. He thought he was signing players that were going to improve the club in his in his opinion in his mind. But he, he, even Junior Lewis, well, <laughs> you know, he, you know he, he, this is the this is the madness of football, and it? it's about opinions and it's about yes, it what, what, what people thinks good and everything else. Yeah. Um, and the, the club trusted him with that, and. Obviously, it didn't work out for him. That was the, you know, the beginning and the end of sort of Peter Taylor, really. Yes, it was. It was just before Peter came, and we describe him very much as the one that got away, Stan Collymore. That one game that he played, I think he played Sunderland after the uh, after the League Cup final win. It was five two. I mean, him and Emil had we been able to keep hold of Emil, and like you say, I think. And Martin had stayed. Who knows where we could have gone at that point? Well, that was the the one <laughs> we're talking about winning games of football. I can't ever remember winning a game of football and it being easy, but no. that game felt easy um, because we had two real good, tough, hard centre forwards. It was with good ability. Um, you're only ever as good as your strikers. I've always I've always believed that. You know mm. the reason that Leicester won the the Premier League is because they had the best striker in the Premier League for that season, you know, with Jamie Vardy. I know they had other good players in and around him, don't get me wrong, but it's all about scoring goals. And mm. we felt we had two players up front that were going to be a hell of a threat for a lot of teams that, that could score goals. Yes. And if we would have, if we would have had them, who knows what would have happened, you know. I'd, I'd like to think that we would have with another couple of signings here or there, that seemed, like I say, I think we could have been a top six team. I, I honestly yes. believe that. Yes. And, I mean, it came to an end, Martin left. Uh, I believe you wanted to actually join Martin at Celtic. It, it wasn't to be. Uh, you went to Birmingham. Um, no, no, had... that, that, that wasn't right. No. I, I, oh, right. No, no, no. I never mentioned, never sort of said I wanted to go to Celtic. I didn't go to Birmingham until... My contract run out. Uh, you yes, know, Martin, right. Martin yeah. left, and then under after Peter Taylor had gone, we had uh, Bassett. Then we had Mickey Adams. I was still there yeah. for that. Uh, so I was there another sort of 
two or three seasons after Martin had already gone. Yeah. Um, and it was, we got relegated, I think, the year after Peter Taylor had gone. We got relegated and then Mickey Adams took over. We was in the championship and we, we managed to come back up and then get relegated again. And that's when I left because my, my contracts had run out and yeah. Leicester couldn't renew it, basically. Yeah, and, I, and I understand that. And, and I think, you know, people look back and go, yeah, the fact that you stayed with us as long as you did, uh, and not all players did, is to be admired. Uh, what was it like? Because obviously the, that was the time when the, the when the club went out of business. And... Well, no, it went into it went into administration, and yeah. um, it was yeah, it was it was tough because you know it was um, we didn't quite know we was the first club to go in administration. We didn't quite know what was going on. We was told to take wage deferrals. Certain senior players had to take wage deferrals for the club to operate and everything else. Um, it wasn't really explained to us greatly because we we felt that and we was told that if we went into administration, sorry, if we took wage deferrals, we wouldn't go into administration. That was how it was sort of explained to yeah. us. Um, so a lot of the players took wage deferrals and... Uh, and then we came in the next day, and we'd gone into administration. So it was a bit of a, it was a, bit of a weird one, really. Mm. Obviously, it didn't affect how you performed on the pitch because you got promotion straight back up. So, um... well, we had we had good senior players in that team as well. There was myself, we had Matt Elliott, we had Jerry Taggart, we had Ian Walker, we had Frank Sinclair, we had Brian Dean, we had James Scowcroft. You know, so we had you know a good enough team to be able to get out of that league and. It sort of galvanised us to sort of listen. If we if we want to get you know this club back on track, we have to get back into the Premier League. And I think it it gave us that incentive. It was out of us and Portsmouth, weren't it? For yes, you know, yes. automatic promote not automatic to to win the actual thing. So um, yeah, we we felt that we could you know play to our our strengths. And we had Mick Adams was good. Uh, Alan Cork was our uh, coach. He was brilliant. I thought he was an excellent coach. Great with set pieces, and we had a massive team. You know, that every player I mentioned there Matt Elliott, Jerry Taggart, Brian Dean, James Scowcroft they were all huge players. And you know, we, we just seemed to set pieces every week with score. Yeah, uh, I'm going to come on to the, the questions from um, the, 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 the viewers in a second, but I just want to mention please talk me through it. If and again, this was your favorite goal. And I think it's your fans' favourite goal of all those that you scored. Uh, it was against Grimsby. Uh, yeah. Slightly overhead kick, bicycle kick. Talk us through that one. Yeah, uh, I, I remember that. I remember the game. It was a game that wasn't going particularly well. wasn't going particularly well for me. I wasn't playing particularly great. I think Frank had just been sent off. Frank Sinclair. It was uh, raining, and it was the game was wasn't going particularly anywhere. It looked like we weren't going to get anything out of the game. And I just remember the ball getting down, going down the right-hand side to Andy Impey. And my job has, has always been try and get in the box and, and see what falls to me. And I remember it, as he's hit it, I instantly knew I was going to do an overhead kick because I I knew it was coming behind me. Mm. Um, but I didn't think for one second I'd make contacts and it go in the top corner. It was... It's one of them you try a hundred times and you, yeah. it doesn't happen, you know. And it, but I didn't even know it went in until 
I see Matt Elliott running towards me because I couldn't see I was facing the other way. But it was one of them that I, I knew I made good contacts, but I didn't. Yeah. I, I didn't know where it was going. You should have said it was planned all along. I wish I could. If I was that good, I, I would. But trust me, that them, <laughs> them sort of goals, them sort of goals, are, are, you, you, you do try them. You do want to score, but you, you're not quite yeah. sure you're going to make good good contact. It's nice to have got one like that, though, hasn't it? Uh, oh, yeah. Nate, who's joined us from America, says, uh, what's the most intense atmosphere you've played in, home or away? Uh, it would probably be with Turkey, um, playing in Istanbul. Um, in any game out there, they it's a it's a different type of atmosphere out there. It's like a tribal atmosphere. It's like an a, it's it's hard to you know they have the the fireworks, they have the the uh, the, the big things that they throw on the pitch with the yeah. or oh, what they call. It's just the. You can feel the intensity. They, they they don't just turn up for say an hour or so before the game. They're in there all day, you know. And it's sort of, but saying that in 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 the Premier League, Newcastle is always a tough tough place to go and play. Um, Anfield was great, um, but I'd say for raw atmosphere, I'd say in in Istanbul. And talking of Turkey, of course, um, got to mention it. Semi final against some little South American team, which unfortunately. You, you, you lost, but that must have been a a, a great a great one to have played in. Yeah, it was you know to 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 get in, into a, into the squad and to be able to say that you've played in the World Cup semi final is you know I didn't think for one minute that would that would ever be the case. But yeah, Brazil in a semi final, come on right midfield against Roberto Carlos. Um, yeah, it's 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 one of them that sort of. You, it's, unfortunately, we didn't win, but you know we we came third in the tournament, and it was a, a massive success for Turkey. Uh, I don't think anyone really expected that. No, and again, it, you know, it, it's something you've achieved that can can never be taken away from you. No, you know, it's, I, I like I say, really proud of it. Um, my, my dad's obviously Turkish, and yeah, yeah, it, it was a it was huge for the family. That you know, it was a it was a it was a great occasion and. Yeah, it was just an enjoyable, enjoyable experience for me. Nate said he's just uh, watched it. What a goal! Um, and uh, just one more question, and then it will, we'll bring uh, 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 Brad in because I know Brad's got some questions for you. Uh, uh, Scott again says, "Hi, Muzzy, how are you? Well, with your time at Leicester, who would you say were the leaders within the dressing room? Leaders? Of, we had quite a few. We from people of obviously Steve Walsh, Neil Lennon." Gary Parker was a leader. Uh, uh, Jerry Taggart, uh, Tim Flowers. I think that was what Martin always tried to sign. You know, I think he tried to sign big characters mm. that uh, could offer that. I think he he really felt that was a huge part of trying to win games of football. He liked to bring experienced players in, but he, he, he liked characters. We, yes. I, I think that was his. I think he always looked for that. Yes, yeah. Um, I'm going to now thanks to everybody that was that's been putting uh, those questions in. But uh, they always say about bringing back old uh, old players coming back to clubs, and they always say the same about bringing old TV programs back. I'm not sure whether this one is a good one to bring back or not, but uh, this is my version of it, and Chris will fix it.
Don't panic too much here, Muzzy. Don't worry. Um, but uh, I've got a got a letter here. For, uh, it says, "Dear LTID, LTID, I'm a huge with plenty of ease there Leicester City fan, and my current favourite is Kalechi Inacho. But Mummy says I have to stop uh, stalking him. Please, could you fix it for me to chat with my favourite Leicester City player ever, 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 and ever? This is Muzzy, is it? Uh, I even have a replica shirt uh, like the ones he used to wear. Uh, P.S. I don't have a picture of me with Muzzy, but this is me with Steve Walsh, but I was imagining it. It was Muzzy. Uh, and that's from Brad, aged 40, from Leicester. Uh, let's bring him in. Brad, are you there? Yeah, I am. Thanks for embarrassing me in front of my hero. And you're right. You're right, Muzzy. Leicestershire Fox's Leisure don't know how to make a shirt that fits because this is a large, <laughs> believe it or not, and it's swamping me through. I don't remember writing that letter. That might be when you gave me a few too many to drink, Chris. Oh, uh, I, believe you, I remember that. No, you, you are. Yeah. Well, I think you did, I think uh, you did enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the saddest thing is, I have gone full fanboy, I'm afraid, is it? I can't show you the shirt, but your name and number is on the back, number six. And is it? You were my favourite player of the O'Neill era. So thanks for that, Chris. Very accurate with your letter of recommendation you've written there. You're welcome. Um, just to end up, I believe you've got uh, a couple of questions for, uh, for Muzzy. Yes, well, I had about 300, but A, you said, please keep it down to two, and, and Muzzy's answered many of them I had to actually ask. I mean, I just want to put comparisons, Muzzy, to Leicester now and when when you were obviously there. Um, you, like you said, were one of the few old-school Leicester players like yourself, Elliot and Taggart that, that stuck by the club when they went, go, you know, went into the championship the first time round. Um how pivotal is that in, in, in football today? Because we've seen a few Leicester players that have been around for a while that have still stuck with the club, that have, you know, embedded in the Premiership and suffered the, the heartache of relegation. How vital can it be for these players that Enzo's brought in to compare it to how it was for your promotion that those sort of players have, have stuck around? Well, if you look at so who's who's there this, this day? Is it Ricardo, Dewsbuell? Uh, who else is there that stayed in the Acho? Yeah, um, I don't. I, I think it would only be. Would it be only be Jews Builders played in the Championship out of the players that have? Oh yeah, on loan. I think he went on loan to Luton. Yeah, and Vardy as well, wasn't there? Oh yeah, and Vardy. Oh, and Vardy. Yeah, of course. Um, look, it's it's a to go into the Championship is a from the Premier League and the, the you know from them winning the FA Cup and winning the league and everything else that they've achieved, these great things. It's a bit of a culture shock to go into the championship and to you have to go Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. Um, and it's a bit more intense. It's a little bit more physical. Um, you're going to be the favourites to go back up. So there's a little bit of pressure on you there. I think, obviously, the, a lot of the players have wanted to leave and everything else, but for them to go up, they're going to need to keep their better players that they've got left at the club because the players that they've brought in, they've got no experience or not too much experience playing in the Championship and it, and it can be quite daunting, you know. So it's it's going to be a long season. I've seen them play. I've been to every home game this year and I, even though they've, they've got some good results, I think they've struggled in games. I don't think they've quite been the Leicester City that we thought they was going to be. I think, obviously, it's a work in progress still. Um, my biggest concern is they're not creating loads and loads of chances. It seems like they're playing a lot of sideways and backwards football at the minute. Um, 
and it's not very exciting to watch. And I think that they need to get back to the, the way that they can play and move the ball a little bit quicker and get the ball forward a little bit more quicker because it can be sometimes a bit boring to watch it at, at the minute, certainly at home. You know, the, the crowd are there, you've got 32,000 wanting them to sort of really push on and, and get at these teams and everything else. But it seems to be a little bit, I don't know, it just seems to be a little bit stale at the minute. And, and they've had some good results still. If they can really sort of take it and and play a little bit more positive, then they should win games more more easily. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely something that uh, I kind of get the feeling. It's, it's at that early O'Neill stage with obviously a little bit more success. I know O'Neill had his early struggles, but it's like you've got to be we've got to be a bit patient and maybe wait for that because I know Enzo has has suggested that he wants it a bit more quicker tempo himself. So I suppose that's one that Leicester fans can hopefully look forward uh, to seeing. And, you know, you spoke a lot tonight, obviously, about the biggest influence in, in, in your footballing career, Muzzy, um, Martin O'Neill. I know you've had several interviews with him yourself and it's been discussed a lot, but I just want I just want to know how influential Martin was to your career because I, you said earlier in the show that obviously the Premier League is like the pinnacle for anybody in England to try and play in. It's, 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 it's the Premiership. And I know it was still early days in its lifespan, but had Leicester, and I hate to bring up, you know, this sort of thing, but had Leicester not won that playoff final against Crystal Palace, but mm. still been interested in you, I kind of feel I know we answer my go this of what you said, but had Chelsea maybe gone well, we might see a place in you there. Would that have maybe stopped you, you know, going to Leicester and joining us at that point? Because you were you weren't really attached to Leicester as you were later with your career. Obviously, that was only a few months at Leicester. It wasn't like you you owed a commitment to him. But was the law of Still working under Martin O'Neill was that kind of like dead set? I, I, I will go if they come in for me, regardless of if we came up or not. Hundred percent. I was I was ready to leave. I was ready to leave Chelsea and and like I said, like I said earlier, start my oh. career. I, I didn't plan in the championship, and that didn't bother me. I wanted to just play, you know, first team football regular. And at, at that moment in time, Leicester gave me that opportunity. I found out years later that it um, it was out of Leicester and Fulham that they both came in for me and the manager at Fulham at the time was Mickey Adams and I I, I didn't even know that Mickey had come in for me until years and years later so now that might have been different if they would have turned around and said to me look Fulham want you Leicester want you on loan I may have then been from London have said oh Fulham's only around the corner I can you know I could do but that's in hindsight I didn't even know that they was interested in me so luckily for me, because obviously Leicester's been great and I still live here now to this day and my three kids have all born in Leicester. So Leicester's been amazing for me. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't know the, the Fulham the Fulham connection and I don't know what would have happened. Well, thank God. Uh, their loss is our gain, as they oh, say. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> 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 Muzzy, we always appreciate players when they come on. It's your own personal time and you're giving it up to come on and talk to us. And uh, I thank you so very, very much. Uh, hope you, your daughter did well with the hockey team tonight. Oh, no, they got battered. But hey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to end it. Hang on. We'll cut that out. It's not cut live. That, we won't cut know. That one out. Yeah, they got battered. I think it was eight. Minutes, but anyway. <laughs> Brilliant. Mozzie, really, really do appreciate it. All the best to you and, and all your family. And uh, hopefully speak again soon. But thanks very much and uh, all the best. Absolute pleasure. You take care.
Thanks very much. Take care. Bye bye. Bye 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 bye. He really truly is one of the greats, isn't he? Yeah, he is. There was no way I wasn't wearing this shirt when you asked me to come on and allowed me to. The fact that you allowed me two questions, and I had to narrow it down from 150, and at least I would answer them all. And then you got a topic and you answered it. I was like, oh, I'll choose this question. So luckily, you left me space for some questions. It was so difficult because obviously I'm going through his whole career. Yeah. The, the thing is, you could talk to him for hours, couldn't you? You could talk yeah. to him for hours. Such a lovely bloke. I'm sure he wouldn't like to talk to us for hours, but... No, no, <laughs> you, you, you can find... I mean, I... You know what football's like? I mean, I, I, I'm going to Southampton on Friday and I met up with a guy that uh, I used to work with when I was uh, 20. So I'm going back 40 years, 42 years. And it's the first time we've probably met, properly met up in those 42 years. 90% of the conversation was about Leicester. You could meet, and they're so nice, these ex-players. And when you get to meet them, you know, they, you, could, you, can, you could just sit there and go, right, to his missus, see you in a week. You know, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, some of the ex-players, I mean, I, you know me, Chris, I watch anything and everything Leicester and he's done a few podcasts and, and, and you'll, me and you, cheers for that. Thanks for that. <laughs> uh, I love the fact that you dug out a picture with Steve Walsh. I, I didn't want to embarrass myself further, but I didn't, I'm sure Muzzy's done it a million and one times, but he, my mum uh, owned a factory, she didn't own it, she worked for a factory, he used to do all the printing work for, for Is It and, okay. and Walsh and their kids. Yeah. And one birthday, she actually managed to snag him one day when he came in early to pick up all deliveries because they picked them up themselves. Okay. Um, yeah. true, true story, gospel as it is. Uh, I got a phone call from my mum and go, hello, and this is my birthday. She goes, i got mm. a few people who want to wish you a happy birthday. And it was Elliot, Walsh and, and Muzzy that were on the phone to me saying wow. happy birthday. So I have had my moments in, in, in life. Just never got a picture with him. Should well, screenshot it. <laughs> it out and bits I mean, sending me. Well, I'll send you a screenshot of this so you can see yourself on screen with him. Um, but we're going to get a handwriting expert in because I'm definitely sure that is your handwriting. You know what the sad thing is? It probably is. My handwriting was scruffy as a kid. I'm a lefty. I'm a lefty, see, so I'm always going across my own writing. That's that's what it is. My one of my girls is a lefty, so there's nothing wrong with that. I was going to ask how old you are, I had to guess at 40. <laughs> 33, you cheeky git. <laughs> Although it, it's funny, it's funny you actually mentioned the Arsenal game because that was my first proper introduction to Leicester as, a, as the first team games as well. So yeah. I had memories of him chasing me. <laughs> I was giggling to myself backstage. But you were sat there going, like, oh, I can't that one. Uh, oh no, I can't ask that one. Pretty much, pretty much. And when he, when you mentioned the Celtic route, I was going to ask him if he was ever tempted by Martin to join. But he went, no, 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 I was like, right, thanks. It's it. I know. Well, like, yeah, yeah, make me look a fool. I read somewhere <laughs> today that he'd wanted to join Celtic, but he said. But I suppose, that... I suppose it follows the forum, doesn't it? Because I think Guppy and Lennon initially joined, didn't they? And obviously, he's part yeah. of that dynamic trio, if you will. So yeah. I can understand yeah. why papers probably did. Yeah. But uh, just just shows. Um, but yeah, I was I was going to ask you how old you were, but I thought then you thought mm, I bet he's up to something, so I didn't want to give it away. <laughs> Chris will fix it. I'll get you a badge made, mate. <laughs> Cheers, mate. As long as it says special, I'll be fine. I'll say everything. 
I was about to go into my uh, my Savile but uh, impersonation, but I think it's, it's best if I don't. It's best. I was just wondering if I could get away with that. Muzzy's face when I came back on was like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> he was like, I wasn't expecting a show. What's going on? No, no. Grant, stay on for me because I want to have a quick word with you about the shows this week, if you can do. So, um, Not a problem, mate. Much. Thanks for coming on. I hope you enjoyed that. And, I did, um, mate. Speak to you in a second. Yeah, thanks for giving me the opportunity to speak to him, mate. Appreciate You're it. Welcome. You are welcome, sir. Right, so we'll be speaking to, to, to oh, I'll be speaking to Brad in a second. Uh, thanks to Muzzy for coming on. Look, what a gentleman. Uh, whenever these ex players come on, like Brad said, we can go on and on and on. And, and there's so many things I wanted to ask him. Uh, there was twice as many questions that were coming up, and I didn't get to all the questions. Some of them I, I'd already covered myself with my notes. Uh, but they'd give up their own time to come on, and that's the thing we must appreciate. You know, uh, he couldn't come on earlier because his daughter uh, was, was, was playing hockey. Unfortunately, they, they didn't do well. Uh, so they do give their own time, so we really do appreciate it. But look, we're going to be back tomorrow at um ah it's a very good question i think it's about quarter past seven or, or quarter to seven i think the england game kicks off at seven so it could be quarter to seven we're doing a watch long for england scotland there'll be myself doing the commentary and then we've got uh danning giving england comments and uh doug will be joining us giving scottish comments Och, the new and all that uh we will see you there uh tomorrow night uh thursday It'll be the uh, no Wednesday. Then it will be what should have been tonight, which was the uh, debate show. Uh, and as much as I love Brad, Dave, and Kate, I'm sorry, Muzzy comes first, and then we're back to normal with Thursday with all the shows. So thanks very much for watching, guys. Uh, remember, if you're new, please subscribe. If you haven't yet, if you have subscribed, and even if you haven't, click that like button. It really, really does help the channel. Um, and thanks, thanks to say to Muzzy, and thanks to Brad for popping on there. I'll see you tomorrow night at about quarter to seven. Thanks very much. If you've been watching, thank you very much. You've been listening on the podcast. I've been Chris. This has been Lester Till I Die. This is Arnie. Good night. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.